Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back to Maine Golf Talk. We are joined by Drew Powell today from Holden, Maine. He won the 2014 Maine High School Class A State Individual Championship. He also played in last year's 2019 U.S. Amateur Four Ball, and he is currently on the Duke University men's golf team. Drew, welcome to Maine Golf Talk. Hey, Henry. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Going well. Thanks for coming on. Uh, So let's just get started right into it. Uh, Tell me about how you got into the game and growing up in, in Holden. Yeah, um, I actually, I grew up in Bangor um, and sort of started with my, with my dad, I would say our whole family, we, we were sort of um, a golfing family. You could say it was just something we did. My dad did with my, with my brother, older brother. Um, and so whenever we'd get to, I don't know what age, maybe four or five or six, um, he would take us out to a local, um, a local public golf course and just tee us off from the, uh, the 150 yard marker and we'd, we'd play in from there. And sort of the first few times doing that, I, I, I was like, man, this is pretty, pretty darn fun. And, um, it's a good way to spend my summers and sort of, sort of, uh, started playing all summer, um, for many summers in a row and did a lot of camps at Bangor Muni done by Rob Jarvis, um, which was great. And so I sort of just, it just kept growing on me and I kept enjoying it and, and stuck with it. <clears throat> Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about that relationship that you had with Rob Jarvis up there? Yeah, Rob's great. I mean, he, he, he's really good at what he does and he, he taught us all, um, well, uh, and, and I, I also worked with, um, Colin Gillies. He's a, he's a pro out of a, a club in, in Holden actually. And he was probably my main coach growing up. Um, and he, he was instrumental in teaching me a lot of the fundamentals and, and and basic tenets of the mental game, you could say, um, growing up. And so, um, those two, um, those two people were, were really big for me and, uh, just, just teaching me the basics. That's so key growing up is just learning, learning the fundamentals and getting that right. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And and how did you get into competitive golf? Did you just start through the main state golf association with junior events or? Yeah. Yeah, I did those, um, those uh, MSGA junior events were a lot of fun. I, th- I think the first one I played at was Belgrade Lakes with Reese McFarland. Um, and I don't know, maybe I was 10 or 11. So we started that way and then just did all those events. And then once I was playing a lot of those, I uh, moved into like Challenge Cup events, U.S. Challenge Cup. Um, it's like a New England junior golf circuit and then start with the AJGA stuff and, and sort of go from there. So how did you deal with the the winters? Did you travel south or did you were you able to practice in a simulator? <clears throat> yeah, the winters I always played hockey growing up, so the winters were sort of where I'd put the clubs away and just uh, and just stick to hockey full time so to speak. Um but my grandparents do have a a place down in Naples, Florida um that we can use uh 
several times a winter. So I would always fly down on like winter break, February break, April break, and just try to play as much as I could during those breaks. Um, but I mostly just took the winters off and just put them away. That's awesome. You, you mentioned hockey as well. You know, we just, we spoke with Cole Anderson and mm-hmm. he also grew up playing hockey and actually my three roommates, my senior year of college, they all played hockey and were, were good, you know, solid players. It's interesting how that, that movement, I guess, even just sitting a slap shot or something compares to, to golf. Can you talk a little bit about that maybe? Yeah. The biggest thing I found um, was the speed aspect of it. I was so the movements themselves weren't really trans uh, transferable for me because I was a lefty in hockey. So I would shoot on, and I'm a righty in golf, obviously. So I would, they're sort of not the same motions. Um, but the speed component of it, just the stop start um, aspect of hockey um, helps you with golf. You know, when you get to your top of your backswing, that, that, that power, that speed where you load the ground and then fire up fast, um, I think, really is helpful um and I gained that from hockey I would say so are you naturally left-handed no I'm I'm right-handed um it's sort of just the way I figured I would play hockey just right hand control the top of the stick um just sort of what was what felt natural gotcha okay so talk me a little bit through uh 2014 that seemed like kind of a big year for you you win the the uh, Class A high school championship, and you also finished third at the Main Am. Um, what was that season like for you? Wow, yeah, that that's crazy that that was that long ago. Um, <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was a really uh, big season because of that. I think that first that Main Am um, was a big one for me. I think it was the second one I'd played, and I played the year before at Augusta, um, and so that one was at the Woodlands, and and I came out. I think I shot seventy in the first round. And I might have been tied for the lead, and I was like, "Damn!" Like I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't. I didn't really know um, if I could compete. I, I didn't really know like where my game stood compared to the best in in Maine. You know, I think I was I was 15 or something, so I was sort of young. I didn't I didn't know, and I came out and shot 70 and and played well that tournament at the Woodlands. I think I finished um, maybe third or fourth. Um, and so that was huge. That was a huge confidence booster. And I think I played, played well in the main junior am that year. Um, I was, I think I was leading after the first round and then Will Kanegeezer, I think edged me out for that one. And then, and then the high school, high school championship, I was playing really well going into that. Um, and that's sort of a tricky event because it's just one round. Um, and so it's sort of almost a lot of pressure, more pressure than, than usual, just because, you know, you know, one or two bad holes and, and you can really hurt your chances when it's just one round. So that was a nice round. I played really steady. I think I shot 72 um, and was able to, was able to get that one. So that felt really good. Yeah. Hey Drew, uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about your AJGA experience? Um, you know, for us yeah. here at Sugarloaf, you know, we, we host an event every year and I see all these kids, you know, it typically is their first AJGA event and, it's a whole different animal than just playing your MSGA events. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the AJJ events, they're so well run and and they're almost run like a tour event in the sense that they're so organized. And so I think that sort of aspect of it can be sort of intimidating and definitely was for me at first. I almost felt more pressure at those events just because they were so official. Um, You got the volunteers, you got the timing stations, you got all of that. You got the banquets, you got all of that. And so it's sort of like a, 
a definitely a new experience. And I think uh, for me, when I started playing them, obviously it was, I sort of had to get used to the fact that this was just another event, um, albeit a bigger one. Um, but man, they're good events. And, and I played on the one at Sugarloaf many times and it was, well, you guys run it great. And it was, it was just a lot of fun. And, <clears throat> and yeah, I had a great time playing the AJGA. I played a lot of events around the Northeast, around the Midwest. You really get to play some great golf courses. They, they run a top notch, top notch events. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's a great way to kind of get ready for the next level too with college because, you yeah. know, you are going from, you know, course to course and all throughout the country to play these events. So, yeah. Did, did you yeah, feel a little more yeah. confident about that? Yeah, exactly. The traveling aspect, being getting used to that, and also the courses that the AJJ plays on are, are definitely harder than events you'd play out in like a, a MSJ event or something like that. They set them up harder, set them up longer. Um, and so that's, that's, great uh <clears throat> practice and experience for when you get to the college level where the courses are also much more difficult um so yeah it yeah for sure yeah it does seem like the the challenge cup and ajga there's just uh like you alluded to a little bit more pressure you feel and it definitely but it definitely prepares you for those those college tournaments and and taking the next step with your game um, and you were playing, you were starting to get into AJGA, I take it back in 2014 when you kind of had that breakout year, right? Yeah, I think 2013, 2014 were the first years I played in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, did you feel like your game set up well for the Woodlands or did you just like the golf course as far as like the condition of it? I mean, obviously it's a yeah. great track, so. I thought it set up well because I was a young guy and I could hit it you know decently far and it was playing really it was playing long it was almost maybe I want to say it was almost 7,000 yards it was upper six six thousands but it was really wet that week and so a lot of a lot of the older guys who are who you know hit a little shorter but are very straight and their short games are great had a little bit of difficulty I think getting around there just because it was <clears throat> playing so long so yeah I definitely felt like I had an advantage um, and yeah it, it was playing tough that week man I just tried to tried to hang in there and I think I do I play my best golf when it's a really tough course and I'm just not worried about me I just sort of puts me in a good mental spot when I'm not trying to force too many birdies and I'm just trying to make my pars and, and that's obviously a course like the Woodlands. <clears throat> so Drew you, you had this great breakout year in 2014 you played in 2015 you know when did you kind of decide that hey I want to play college golf and I want to play at a you know a big school you know can you mm -hmm. talk Talk us through kind of like that recruitment process. Yeah, so I, I, um, I think it was in 2014 when I really, or 2013, 2014 when I really wanted to play college golf and and I really wanted to play uh, at a really top level academic school. Um, that was just sort of a goal of mine, and I actually <clears throat> in 2014 applied to a bunch of prep schools um, to try to go to a prep school and and take another year. Uh, I was a junior in 2014 and I wanted to go and play two years at a prep school. And so I actually applied to the school Taft um, in Connecticut, got in and did two years there. And so that sort of bought me another year in the whole process, which I think was huge in my development to, you know, improve my game and get better. Um, and so I would say in 2014, and that making that decision was really where I said, you know, golf is what I want to do and golf is what I want to do in college. And, 
and I'm going to move away from home to try to do that. And I ended up, uh, I ended up uh, playing <clears throat> pretty well those couple of years and I got a, a spot offer at Brown university. And I actually went there for my first, um, first year and a half of college, um, before I transferred to Duke last year. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, and I believe you won the Queechee Collegiate Ch Challenge when you were at Brown. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my sophomore in, yeah, 2018, my sophomore fall, I was playing really, really nice. And, and our first event was at Queechee, um, this resort in Vermont. And I played, I played well and got into a playoff and won that event. Um, so that was, that was fantastic. That was great. Yeah. So then, uh, and then talk us through this jump to Duke, you know, what, what led to that? Did you just feel like you were on this, uh, this, you know, upward trajectory and you wanted to, to put more attention to your game and take, you know, maybe get into some better weather and year round golf. Yeah. Um, so you talked about 2014 and I played, well, I, I didn't play, I, I wouldn't say I played what I felt would be my best in, you know, the few years after that um, until, until some, toward a sort of the summer of 2000. 18, I really started to play what I felt was, was good golf and, and up to my uh, potential at the time. And, and so I sort of, uh, my consistency really improved. I had a lot of good finishes. I qualified for that U.S. four ball with a teammate of mine at Brown. Um, I was shooting a lot of low rounds in practice. And, and so after I, after I won that, uh, that college event at Queechee, and even before that, I was thinking of, um, of wanting to, to transfer to a school that was uh, in warmer weather. Um, you know, I really loved it at Brown, but the fact that it was in Rhode Island, you can't, you just lose the winter. Um, and so I sort of wanted to get to a warmer weather school um, and try to play as much and practice as much in the next couple of years. Um, so that was sort of my goal. <clears throat> gotcha. And how, how is the, how has that transition been? How, how the first year at Duke, how did that go for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it was definitely a huge, a huge move. I mean, um, just going to the, one of the top golf schools in the country um, has definitely been a transition. It's great, though. I mean, the guys, the guys are all fantastic um, players, obviously, and they're fantastic guys and, and the team's great. And moving down there, I think I, I sort of ran into a few, few tricky. My coach at the time, my coach at the time was. Um, in in Florida in Naples Florida and I and I sort of was able to not able to see him consistently for um the last few months of last year and I sort of fall, fell into some bad habits and and golf is golf is weird man I mean I fell into a few bad habits and just sort of steamrolled from there and before long uh, my swing was a total mess so I sort of had to um go through a little reworking process in the fall of this year um but I'm I think I'm on the other end of it now I'm hitting it much better, but uh, it was definitely a, a huge learning year, a huge learning semester last, last spring. Um, but I think, I think I'm ready to go. I think I'm ready to really um, start playing some really good golf for my next, my next year or two here. Yeah. I think I read an article with your, your now head coach, Jamie Green, and he mentioned how you've really utilized the, the facilities at Duke and it sounds like they have some great indoor facilities as well. Um, but now you're working with Scott Hamilton, correct? And he's, uh, mm -hmm. he's on the Golf Digest top 50 list, and he's down in Cartersville, Georgia, I believe. And, right. you know, some of his students include, you know, Boo Weekly, Charles Howe, Chris Kirk, Scott Stallings. I mean, these are all 
PGA Tour winners. Does it help to have a relationship with a coach like that? And what, what has that done for you? Oh, yeah, it's it's everything. He's, to- he's totally transformed um, the way I feel about my game and, and sort of the trajectory I feel I'm on um, just because he's – He's, you know, he's been there with the, with some of the best players in the world. He teaches, he teaches them. I trust what he's saying to me. And, and, and he, he's, he's seeing a lot of progress in what I'm putting in and giving me positive feedback. So that sort of, that sort of give and take uh, has been huge for my confidence and, and my technique, obviously. I mean, he's, he's, he's something else. I mean, he, he knows so much about the golf swing and he's so, but he communicates it in such a simple manner um, that it just breeds confidence and, and, He's definitely been huge for me. So with that, with that confidence, uh, you know, and with everything that's going on, who knows what's going to happen, but what's your, uh, what's your plan for this summer? Any, uh, any big events if you, yeah, uh, if you can well, play them? I know I was sort of starting to look into um, what I was going to play. I was going to try to <clears throat> try to do some qualifiers for some big time amateur events like the Sunahana in, in Pennsylvania. I was definitely going to play the main amateur I was thinking about playing the New England Amateur. I wasn't sure I was going to play that one or the the Porter Cup, which is a tournament in upstate New York. Um, and I was going to do the US USAM qualifying, US Open qualifying, all that sort of stuff. So I don't know where that all stands now, but I'm eager to get out and play. But obviously, it's there's a lot of other important things happening, and we need to, not able to do that right now. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. I saw you at the the Mid Coast Am. This was couple of years ago 2018 yeah. I was uh I was starting groups off and uh I think it was the first time I met you and, and saw you swing the club and I was like damn that's pretty good right there um <laughs> but now you're working with Scott what are some things that, that the two of you have have worked on in your swing um I would say a couple big things were when I first came to him I had gotten really narrow in my backswing um to the point where my right arm and my was bending really early and my wrist was getting really cocked, um, which sort of was preventing a load into my right side on the backswing. So we sort of over the, over the first few months really tried to get wide and almost feel like Steve Stricker at the top um, to sort of load into my right side and also coming down to have more width. So I wouldn't, you know, jam too much angle at the ball at impact. So we've sort of fixed that. And then after we fixed that, um we just had sort of this move at the top of the backswing I think because I was so narrow I was making comp and my weight shift was almost a reverse weight shift at that point I was making some compensations where I was throwing it over the plane with my hands and so now we're just we're just trying to get it to come down nicely in the slot and 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 sort of fire from there it finally feels natural again you know for several months the swing just felt bizarre to me and just because I'd layered so many bad habits on on top of one another and trying to fix what was going wrong and and man it can make you feel it can make the golf swing feel very foreign but now it's finally feeling very natural again um which is nice yeah I was gonna say you know I've been following you on Instagram a little bit and the swing just looks looks awesome and thank you it just looks really simple and put together and um looks like you can repeat it so that's great and uh, obviously you have a great coach behind you and a, a great team there at Duke. So I think you're, you're in for a good year if assuming once things get back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Here, so, yeah. You know, I mean, I kind of just want to echo what you were talking about with Instagram. You know, we talked with Cole, mm-hmm. he kept saying, Hey man, you guys got to 
you know, pay attention to Drew Powell this this next couple uh, couple years because he's about <laughs> to take off. So I mean, I think that's you know, I think that's huge yeah, that we got a couple mainers that are just blowing up right now. Yeah, it's it's great to sort of grow up with Cole just because you know he's so into it, I'm so into it, and sort of it's nice to feed off him and and it's great. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it, it seems like you, Cole, Caleb, Manuel, you know, you yeah, Caleb, kinda... yeah, Caleb, yeah, Caleb is a hell of a player. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to see that. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So Drew, we got uh, one little section here we call Wicked Fire Rounds. Just three questions, and we'll we'll wrap things up so you can mm-hmm. uh, get back to whatever you are doing during this quarantine yep. time. Um, so number one, favorite course in Maine? Uh, Belgrade Lakes. Number two, favorite restaurant in Bangor? <clears throat> Ooh, Timber. Timber. I'll have to go there. Yeah. And number three, your golfing idol growing up. Oof. Um, I would say Rory, Rory McIlroy. Um, obviously Tiger is right there too, but everyone says that. So Rory was definitely, a, I sort of thought my swing looked like him, his from time to time. So I would, I would just sort of take after him in my mind. Uh, did, have you ever seen him in person? Yeah, I've I've seen him several times at at you know the Deutsche the TPC Boston event and the one at Connecticut. Um, yeah, he's not very tall. That's no, that's not. one thing you notice when you see him. I mean, he's like he's he's pretty short. Yeah, and he hits it a mile. <laughs> he hits it a mile. Yeah. Uh, real quick too, what what are you doing uh, right now as 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 far as keeping your game sharp? Yeah, I've um I bought a net last week when I realized that you know golf might not be happening for a while so I bought a net and mat so I'm just pounding balls into that and um I've got some some plastic golf balls that I'm chipping around the house but yeah that's about it no trick shots no I mean I haven't gotten that (laughs) board yet but maybe after school ends I'll get to it um, all right. Well, Drew, uh, as far as our listeners getting a hold of you or checking on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, I think um, I think my Instagram is Drew Powell. Um, that's sort of where I am mostly. I don't. I, I might have a Twitter, but I don't know what it is. Maybe Drew Powell something. I don't know. Um, I don't really use it, but Drew Powell on Instagram is is where I am most of the time. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and you know, I think you like I said, you have some big big things planned for this year and swing looks great and you got a great team around you. So we're, we're really excited and, and happy to see you playing well. Great. Thanks Henry. And, and thanks Zach for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate that. <clears throat> and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at main golf talk, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.